introducing the ultimate solution for content creators, custom online TV channels from Bald and Bonkers Network. If you're tired of struggling to get your content seen by the right audience, our service is the perfect answer. With our custom online TV channels, you can showcase your content on your very own personalized channel. You'll have complete control over your channel's content, branding, and design, giving you the power to build a loyal following and grow your brand. Our service starts at just $14.99 a month, making it affordable for anyone who wants to create a TV channel for their content. Plus, with our easy-to-use platform, you won't need any technical skills to keep things running. All you need is content posted on YouTube, Vimeo, or Dailymotion to get started. So why wait? Sign up today and start building your custom online TV channel. With our service, you can reach a wider audience, build a loyal following, and take your content to the next level. Don't miss out on this opportunity. Try our custom online TV channels today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bald and Bonkers Show. Join your hosts Christopher Mole and Dakota Franson as they take you on a wild ride through the world of the supernatural with a humorous twist that'll have you laughing and shaking in your boots at the same time. From ghosts to aliens to cryptids, no topic is off limits on this show. And the best part? You don't have to be a believer to join in on the fun. So grab a drink, kick back and tune in every weekend for new episodes. And if you want even more of the Bald and Bonkers experience, be sure to subscribe to our Patreon page for exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. Let's get weird. Oh, and for the whiners out there, viewer discretion is advised. There you go, you entitled pricks. Well, thank you, Heather. I'm glad that everything's coming through okay. Tonight we have a slightly different show in mind because... Well, Chris isn't he here, and maybe he'll decide to pop on. I don't know. Let's see, uh, he's not doing so hot right now. He uh, he's been very sick. 
for about a week now. It's my understanding that he got caught shagging up a sheep. So he is uh, dealing with some repercussions from that right now. Very ill. Um, he sounds like he was doing a lot better. But I'm just... <laughs> What do you expect? It's April Fool's Day. How's it going, everybody? My name is Dakota Francis, and I am the host of Baldwin Bonker Show. And guess we are actually live right now. I know we don't do it as much, but hey, you know, we got to come on, show that we're still here. We're still growing. And actually, today actually happens to be an anniversary. Today actually happens to be the anniversary of when Bald and Bonkers first became an official company. Yeah. It's been a whole year since we dove down this rabbit hole and things are only getting crazier. As some of you may have seen from the ads, we have several different projects that are up and running. We have the Bald and Bonkers TV network, so if there's any content creators who want their own channel or want to link up with us, so your videos can get streamed through there as well. We have several different options available. We have all sorts of goodies, all sorts of merch. Visit the website, baldandbonkers.net. Hell, we even got electric razors. We have Bald and Bonkers electric razors. How perfect is that so i do see we have a lot of quite a few people in the audience tonight welcome welcome hopefully we get some more in how's it going dots good to see you uh heather feathers nice i i don't you do i I don't recognize you no offense but thank you for coming on and yes i was just joking about the sheep thing you may be from Scotland, but poor Christopher has COVID. Barbecue, hello. Oh, God. Ooh, that username is making me hungry. Yes, Chris has caught COVID. And he has been very dramatic. Uh, yes, he does seem to be on the rebound, so which is good, but... I can see what y'all women mean by us men complaining about man flu. My God. So, what is the discussion up for today? I thought that, being that we didn't have any guests initially scheduled tonight, we would kind of follow up on the uh, recent interview I did with Elena Dinan. I'm not just where I'm not trying to milk it. But... Let's face it, Yorkshire, but Scottish. Oh, nice, nice. Hey, I'm part Scottish too. <laughs> anyway, I think being that UFOs are still in the headlines, I mean, <laughs> it's clear that it, we got somebody getting ready to come and see us very soon, you know? And speaking of which, Let's let's jump right into this, okay? The <laughs> why not milk it because it was pretty awesome. Yeah, I'll admit I was I, I was nervous to uh Dakota is Canadian. No, I'm not. Never actually well, 
one of the stops I visit visited in Scotland was technically also the housing for Canadian embassy, but that's the most I've ever, ever been in Canada's land. But there was an incident here in Idaho where there was a sheep born with a human face. That's all we got to say on that. Uh, why not milk? Yeah. Um, honestly, I'm very grateful for Elena. I will say this, though. I've been checking out some of the comments. Uh, first off, for those of you who think I'm a fraud, just because something doesn't necessarily click with you doesn't mean someone's a fraud. And I'll be honest. You, you, you utilize the label of some sort of psychic intuition. But I can't help but wonder, just based on how you worded your remarks, and I'm not going on the offense here, I'm just stating, because despite the name, despite the fact that we like to have a little bit of fun here to, uh, you know, help ease everybody's nerves, we want to actually have a discussion and actually have people who know what the hell they're talking about, which is why Elena such a always a well, very welcome guest here. Chris, definitely has a thing for definitely not truth speaks in frequency. What do you mean by that, Heather? Here's what I mean. Yeah, I'm, I'll admit. I know my story sounds crazy, but often the way some of you worded your remarks, and I'm just going to say this, kind of give the hint that you're projecting some sort of issues you already have with somebody else on me just because I may have some sort of vague resemblance. And, ah, gotcha. All right, just, just making sure. Yeah, no worries there, Heather. Yeah. And for those of you who watch the uh, audio version of this show, comes to the lives, you'll see that we try to keep an eye on the chat. I do try to be as truthful as I can be. Yes, I may slip into an odd joke here and there. And I'll be honest. The uh, I was nervous recording the one-on-one -on -one with Elena, but that damn French accent of hers... <laughs> And uh, we spoke about it after we did the recording, but there may be a follow-up here soon, also involving Tony Rodriguez. So we'll see how that unfolds. You know, everybody sounds like they're on board from what I hear. It's just a matter of working out everybody's crazy schedules. But anyway, back to what I was saying. I know this topic is out there. I probably wouldn't believe my own stories if I wasn't right on the front lines. Hey, what's up, Grandmaster UV? It's been a while. I wouldn't believe some of my own stories had I not been on the front lines. That's the God's honest truth. I would be skeptical. I wouldn't necessarily shoot it down. But I would try to be objective, you know, because there's so much out there that may be mistaken. Like the whole balloons getting shot down that were being called UFOs. One of them was a science fair project. But back to what I was saying. Does anybody else raise some concern? 
anybody does anybody else feel off that the Pentagon is classifying the images of the shutdown craft above Alaska? Why why would they feel the need to classify that? Now, this could be a number of things. I believe there's uh there is a story in circulation now that I'm a little skeptical, but I believe it was out of Bolivia. There was these weird green lights in the sky, and all of a sudden there's this what are people are calling a little dead alien on the found in the ditch. Doesn't look to be very big, mostly six inches. Honestly, unless there's a species out there that calcifies upon death and quite frequently and basically meaning they essentially turn to stone right off the bat, I don't think, I think that honestly it's some kind of little figurine that's being shown. Yeah, yeah, I'm just if I kind of pause every now and then, just I'm just trying to eyeball the chat as I'm going here. Here's the thing. Yeah, it might be programming, but we don't want to dive too far into the conspiracy. Otherwise, we're essentially falling into the self-sabotaging trap that's already been going on. But nevertheless. Because it's classifying information, it could be that it was a genuine espionage balloon and there was some vital, vital information that was being collected. Which I find funny because this actually kind of plays into like the TikTok ban about it. Oh, it's spying on our kids and it's collecting all this information. Yeah. So does Facebook. So does Instagram. So does YouTube. So does Rumble in a way. So does every service out there. Everything that's on your phone. As you can see in the background, I have a little Alexa device. It listens to everything. There's been cases where police departments have tried to access Alexa records because they believe it may have had some sort of information regarding a murder investigation grandmaster uv i'm an insider we got disclosure to happen by talking to Congress, president and news public tv and movies yeah it's a slow drip feed and for those that kind of doubt the uh the logic behind that i mean let's face it even if you had nothing but friendly encounters. The overwhelming sensation that comes forward upon realizing there is life outside this planet. You may have been open to the idea. I mean, the space is big. We are merely a sample of one, and that is being generous. And just look at the variety of life here on Earth. How the hell isn't there something out there? You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of the uh, Congress updates that have been coming from Dr. Greer lately. That is also somebody I've been trying to get on the show. And I know, I know he watches. I've caught him. He knows we do this. And he knows that we have utilized the CAE5 programs here on air and had some weird shit happen. <laughs> but nevertheless, the logic of the idea behind the ETs being slowly drip-fed into humanity's consciousness through public media outlets, you know, movies, TV, video games, stuff like that. That's honestly the best way to get our attention to at least introduce us to the idea. In fact, here's a little story. Here's a fun little story. Uh, back in 1996, when uh, the film Independence Day came out, mind you, this was the year I was born. I would have been like five months older. Five months old at the time. There was a massive blackout in the area. My grandma, my mom, and I believe my aunt worked at the mall at the time. Because that film recently came out, my grandma, that sick and twisted woman she's always been, managed to convince everybody that the blackouts were because it was an alien invasion. Now, mind you, if you're going to invade and possibly annihilate people, what's going to be the first thing you do? You're going to take away their ability to call for help, to access their resources. And because of how dependent we are on internet and electricity and gasoline, that's going to be some of the first ways that are going to go. <gasps> Wait a minute. Isn't it funny? We've had several interferences with major networks at least here in the u.s i've heard that over in the uk it's been happening too but over here it's been to where you couldn't use your phone couldn't access anything on your phone and i mean the main concern for me for those of you who realize i'm only 27 it's like oh you're a millennial you have to do it the old-fashioned way <laughs> right around these signal interruptions that were taking place my family was still in kind of the recovery part after my grandmother and 16 year old cousin were in a rollover accident and weather was pretty nasty so it's kind of handy to have a phone on you just in case I wasn't necessarily worried about my driving, but all the other idiots out on the road, that is where the problems come up. And I got contacts enough in local law enforcement that can back me up on every single one of those statements. But anyway. <laughs> I know I probably make a lot of people who watch this show feel weird once they realize how young I actually am. But anyway. Nevertheless, the UFO phenomenon is not going to go away. Regardless of the classification process. I mean, we have the Pentagon 
classifying the footage from the alleged UFO shootdowns. We also have reports from the Department of Defense saying that there is a high likelihood of some kind of mothership being in the solar system that is responsible for several of these crafts showing up. Old soul, young body. Yeah, that's what we learned from the Elena interview. I've been around for some time. Gets even trippier when you find out that I've actually managed to track down some of the kids Thor Han and I saved during my time up there. I guess I'm still technically a member, an officer, just on a envoy leave. Sounds like when I get back up there, I'll resume my, after a brief kind of transition period, I'll resume my duties up there. But then again, being that my family all are Lyran Tall descendants, Yes, Elena did mention that my wife was likely from Sirius B, but they're, they are still Tyal. I'm trying to say it right. We all have genetic lineage to Lyra. And I'm, I actually know for a fact that my wife took the kids for a little bit to head back home just to go and see ever since Sirius B was finally liberated. But that's a discussion for another time. For those of you who are wanting to know more about the Elena interview, please feel free to message me with any questions you may have. I know the subject is confusing. If you think you're confused, imagine being me. <laughs> but I do have some news in that regard. Elena is interested to see what kind of updates I've managed to pull together from my own work. I noticed that ever since Thorhan validated that I'm one of the good guys, she's taken an interest, which which is awesome. So, a couple updates on that. I've actually been putting together a lot of old journals. And we'll be releasing those as a book here soon. That details some of the memories I've had, some of the physical paranormal investigations I've been on and stuff like that. Uh, hold on, there's a question in the chat. I thought you were in the UK. Is it just your bald friend? <laughs> don't don't worry, Grandmaster. Uh, a lot of people wonder that. But no, I'm actually in the US. I'm out of Southern Idaho. Chris is in the UK. Yes, he's in the chat trying to draw attention to himself even though he has the keys to get his ass up here. But no. Believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, number one, for those who didn't under realize that Elena was kind of joking when she said Chris and I were twins. We're not we're not twins. We're not brothers. We may be related, kind of like distant cousins or something like that, but we're not 100% sure. Believe it or not, Chris and I actually never met in person, yet we do the show together. 
we met through uh, another company, which I did talk about very vaguely with uh, Elena, for those of you who just joined on board. Short version of events is that there was a company who was trying to legitimize supernatural research. But there were some very serious criminal allegations and too much evidence to really deny that something didn't happen. So there were some nasty fights. Chris and I took what was ours, ran like bandits, and started up bald and bonkers. He says he doesn't want to take on any official roles, yet tries to, you know, say, oh, you should do this. Oh, you shouldn't. He tries to act like the idiot managers you just want to punch. If you've ever worked retail, you know what I mean? <laughs> Chris, you got the good looks. No, you don't. No, you're, he's just the accent that nobody can understand at first. And don't feel bad. It took me three months to understand him. See, this is why I try to ignore the chat. Because we, I bounce around. It does not take much to get me bouncing around all over the place. And Chris is one of the ones we're trying to. I've been trying to work with to uh, understand his story a bit better. But with him... He gets too excited when, but the information that's coming through in regards to him is like badly arranged rabbit ears or really low Wi-Fi signal for the younger, younger members that like to watch a show. And like it's, and unfortunately... When it comes to this constant backtracking, I understand everyone has different ways of telling their story. It's very true. Very true. That's why uh, Chris and I prefer to take the goofball approach because, you know, sometimes comedy is just easier. And secondly, for those who get put off because we like to take the comedy approach. You should really stop and think why people tend to try to be humorous. Because there's actual studies out there that determined people who tend to be funny tend to die quicker due to situations of depression. And guess who would be the poster boy for that news article? Robin Williams, if that tells you anything. So instead of picking apart just trying to be assholes and picking apart people. Sit down and listen and try to understand why they may follow the approach the way they do. You may help them uncover something. Or you may uncover something for yourself. And at the end of the day, when both all parties are actually acting as reasonable adults, regardless of how the conversation goes, you end up with usually end up with a little bit more respect for one another. And thankfully, with all this chaos that's going on in the world right now, especially when it comes to the UFO phenomenon, the conversation's starting. But, and that's why the film and TV approach also works out. In fact, 
we're trying to work on putting together a couple documentaries that will tie into the journals thing I mentioned earlier, as well as a new book I'm trying to write that details my experiences a lot more. You know, goes into more observation and actually telling the story instead of just the chicken scratch notes from my journals. God, I wish I was had a little bit better of a habit with that, but never, but still. The discussion is happening, which is the first step. We need to actually sit down and talk to one another. Understand why things are happening. Because even the most skeptically minded people can't help but wonder. Is something coming? Is something coming? Like I said towards the end of the interview with Elena, a storm's coming. The wind's kicking up. Trees are shaking. You see the clouds in the distance. Something's brewing. And it's going to be interesting. That's what you think, Dakota. I just can't be bothered sometimes. But if I could give it away, it's a terrible thing. Yeah, try to doll it up as much as you want, Chris. Come out. Quit being such a chicken shit. Say your side. Expose yourself to the public. Let the trolls pick at you. We can't live in fear of the storm. Obviously, you don't necessarily want to be like some people in uh, Oklahoma who start busting out their video cameras every time a tornado gets ready to touch down. But we can ride it out, batten down the hatches, secure the windows, do what you got to do. Another thing that kind of bothers me with the uh, approach that's often done, this whole love and light, everybody happy, ignoring the night side. No, please, no exposure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, lordy, lordy. Yeah, believe it or not, we actually got in trouble on a live for that. Well, mostly me, because Chris can't step up. He's too shy. Hey, you know, I love you, brother. But the more you dance around the subject, the more you're going to draw attention to yourself and not the good kind. People are opening up, and it's the situation's gone to where even psychologists, police, all the source individuals in life you would expect to be trained to be skeptical towards these types of ideas, they're opening up. Now, you work in emergency services, you're going to see some shit regardless. What the hell? Which also brings me to something else. 
for those of you who you know just joined on board and maybe want to go through some of our old episodes just to kind of see where we've gone so far no there isn't any sort of linear way you should watch it there we basic idea is just to try to get the discussion going from as many different viewpoints as possible But for those of you who want to go through some old episodes, I have a bit of a challenge for you. Or even the interview I did with Elena. If you believe you hear other voices coming through that don't sound like they're from anybody that's part of the panel, can you either message me or write in the comments with a rough time stamp so we can go back and analyze? Before Elaine officially hit the record button, because for those of you who haven't picked up on it, she actually records her interviews through Zoom, edits them, then releases them. She mentioned that she wanted to have me send her some of the videos I've had, which you've seen in the video she put up. That there was one episode in particular. She wasn't exactly sure which one or what it was we were talking about. But she swore she heard a woman say the words on the ship. And I'll just go ahead and put that up on there. And also, for those of you who think you're being funny by saying Chris and I look like Uncle Fester, come up with some original jokes. God. You're, you're not that funny. Joke's getting old, man. If you're going to be joking around, at least come up with something original. God. <laughs> but still, if you think you hear or see something that's going on behind someone on panel... Regardless if it's an ET conversation or not, try to give a rough timestamp. Because we've been known to have some weird things happen on the show voices, weird shadows. There was even one incident where a group out of Detroit, Iron City Paranormal, may have actually caught me projecting through a computer screen when they had me help with an investigation remotely. Okay, yeah. All older guys that are bald look like Uncle Fester to be some people. But still, joke's getting old. Come on. Come up with something new. That's all I'm saying. That's all. But back to what I was saying. Fuck. You know, like I said, back to the uh, weird voices thing. I've had some people message saying that the uh, weird CB voice, the one where you hear clearly came through, wasn't the only phenomenon. So, naturally, my question was, okay... Can you give me a rough idea where to look? 
tell me a timestamp. Conversation goes dead. It's like, despite what people think, I'm not sitting on my ass all day. I got shit to do. Those of you who pointed out, please let us know. We'll do some sort of montage episode later. What the fuck? Did anybody else just see that? It was like somebody was kneeling down, just stood up, and they were fairly tall. <sighs> See, uh, shit like that. We'll try to do a montage episode. The CB voice, that was weird. Because initially, I thought it came from Elena's end, and she was thinking it came from my end. So, if that was the case, somebody else tapped into that conversation. Exactly who? I don't know. Well, we'll try to do some sort of montage episode to better analyze it, because there... If you're able to catch stuff like that on a lot, that's awesome. It's like I said, we are looking into putting out some documentaries. We have some distribution partners ready to go that can help us get into like Redbox, you know, Voodoo, a lot of the major movie retailers. That's already lined up. Unfortunately, it requires a lot of... resources to be able to put it out otherwise we would try to put this show out on those as well try to get it out as far and wide as possible but yeah i know she paused it uh i made sure to attend the premiere but nevertheless it was weird we both thought it was coming from each other's end so if you can tell me where to look for some of these clips we might be able to piece together something because quite frankly the way i've observed it and i've had to go through several old journals and old video clips to uh to re-examine some things because it was pretty obvious i missed something I missed a lot, and they've been trying to get my attention for some time. I actually had a conversation with the uh, young lady I brought back. Can't you just watch it back? Well, yeah, I could. In fact, Elena said I would, I'm more than welcome to put out the interview on my channels if I wanted to. But... Unfortunately, I do have a day job, and I also have other projects because all the legal stuff for Bald and Bonkers falls onto me. But we also want to try to get as many people in on the action as well. There's going to be open conversations to people for anybody willing to share their story or get in on it because... If you just have one person going at this big of a situation, they're going to miss a lot because they're not able to physically handle 
or receive that much of a load. And we're and let's just face it, being that we're all just fractals of a bigger source, the fractals can't observe everything of source right off the bat. We need to connect with one another. Network. So like I said, if you happen to see something, say something. Because we may miss it. We may get caught up in life. Weather's supposed to be getting warmer. But life sometimes just gets in the way. And it don't, like you've probably seen tonight, it does not take much to distract me. But at the same time, if we're going to be able to bring out the best of the best, to be able to help as much people, we all got to work together on this. And even if you don't necessarily believe that everything is going on is somehow ET related, and honestly, with everything that's happened, I don't know how. You can at least be open to the idea. You can be skeptical. Want to pick it apart just to make sure you're not being fooled. That's completely understandable. And I commend you. But. Shit's getting weird, man. As far as government conspiracies and all that. What conspiracy hasn't been shown within the last year? To have some sort of truth to it. You can go into. Well, let's see. Let's go into the. uh, DNA manipulation within the Envoy program. Kind of sounds off that a body would have to have a certain genetic composition in order to harbor certain souls, right? You think, well, it's just energy. It should be universal. Not exactly the case. Because when you think about it. A mentality I try to encourage is sort of if then. If this certain situation is true, then this should help prove it. So... Let's take the claim that souls have to have matching DNA to the body in order for the body to be able to take it. Doesn't that sound an awful lot like organ transplants? Blood donations? That if you don't get the right match or get somebody who's O negative, you're going to have some problems down the line? And to go even further, it's well documented that for some reason, some reason, that organ transplant patients, the recipients, start showing habits, talents, and memories. Of their donors. It's happened enough times to where. It cannot be denied that it is. Happening. 
even though the transplant receiver never physically met their donor. It's well known that this happens. So obviously, somehow, memory gets implanted. Talents and hobbies also get implanted into the DNA. That's why you can have two brilliant artists of any sort of medium, music, painting, whatever. They get together and have a child. That child will most likely, most likely, I mean, I mean without a doubt, have advanced talent that would take years for just about anybody else to achieve. It's being well known. And let's say like full body transplants, like Chris just brought up. That's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out. It's not impossible, but still the same. It also kind of brings up the idea behind brain transplants. If you were to transplant a brain into another body, who's going to come out? Is it the owner, the original owner of the brain? Or is it going to be the owner of the body? With this being the case, that individual may have some multiple personality issues. (laughs) Think about it. It's quite possible that the imprints of, you know, like I said, talents and hobbies are a survival mechanism of DNA. That somehow DNA realizes that if that specimen because we see it in animals too. That individual goes to reproduce. Chances are the children are going to face very similar circumstances. And we also have situations where there are individuals who are trying to achieve digital immortality. You try to decipher brain waves into quantifiable computer data, create a digital afterlife, or in fact, I do believe that Amazon's actually trying to get in on this for their Alexa devices. With some of their voice recognition, you could build voice. They said they're they're testing building voice cloning profiles so that you can have your Alexa device sound like a deceased relative. All you would need is just a few minutes of that person's voice. And the technology is already there. There's an AI program called Eleven Labs. The most sophisticated Texas speech program there is.
the tech, the infancy of it all is already there. Now, granted, the advancements that it would take, and once they are officially achieved and out to the public, could very well be revolutionary. I recall an article not too long ago where a group of scientists, I can't remember exactly where this was from, managed to develop a machine that measures consciousness. However, it can only, its processing ability could only handle a fly. Common house fly. Now, the idea behind this uh, machine to be able to measure consciousness, the ideas put forward is for vegetative patients. People who, for one reason or another, have their vitals are weak. They by all is basically it's like the same stories you would hear of why old cemeteries graves would be buried with bells because some people were actually buried alive but very rarely did anybody actually hear the bell ringing hence the origin of saved by the bell if we could actually A lot of channels, strange noises and voices and movement at times. More common now. I was on news shows last week. Stuff happened. Yeah. Stuff always happens around me. Like Atlanta pointed out. That was what I was saying. The vegetative state. I mean, there's conditions to where people can be completely immobile. Their vitals are so weak, they are undetectable by most machines nowadays. They could be legally considered dead until the mortician goes to try to cut them open, and all of a sudden, the dead guy is grabbing them. I believe there was actually an incident that some of my contacts told me I liked that not too long ago. But anyway, The consciousness machine was put together to try to see if someone who is in a severe medical emergency is still alive. Sounds awesome, right? I mean, what was it? Uh, about eight, nine years ago, there was test videos coming out for machines that could read brainwaves, that could recreate the visual stimuli from the brain itself and the idea was that once this technology was perfected if someone unfortunately meets a violent end you could probably retrieve an image of their killer or be able to download your dreams onto a hard drive but here's another thing here's a what if scenario for y'all because we're getting close to the hour mark. 
say we achieve a point where singularity happens. The lines between man and machine are practically no more. Someone passes away, we can upload their consciousness onto, say, like a video game or whatever. We can upload their consciousness into a computer. They can live in a digital afterlife. I believe, like the Amazon show Upload, if I remember, I believe that's what it's called. We reach that level of sophistication. What happens to the soul? Do we truly capture the soul and turn it digital? Or say, example, we are able to create some sort of copy of the soul from fragments left behind at the point of death. Because you can even read through Elena's book. She touches on it a little bit where there's a window of opportunity. Obviously, it varies depending on the conditions behind the person's death, but there's a window where, let me finish, Chris, before you start going to it. There's a window of opportunity where you can retrieve a soul and put it into a new body. Is that the same soul, though? Now, let's say soul moves on to whatever afterlife there is, but you're still able to capture some sort of copy of it. Would that soul be able to interact with its digital copy? Think about it. Quantum entanglement. Where two identical particles can be miles and miles, literally a planet apart. You mess with one, the other one starts acting like it's being messed with at the almost the exact same time. Could the soul that is crossed over still interact with the digital copy it was that was made a literal ghost in the machine wouldn't that be interesting to see I mean let's face it do I believe spirits are purely energy no I think there's a lot more to it. And the energy we perceive is just what we're, just that, what we're able to perceive of that situation. Okay? Exactly, Ken. Very similar in concepts. Who's to say that's not how the Borg Queen managed to be created? Because they actually figured out how to do it. Artificial intelligence programs are getting to be scary impressive these days. Now, as a tech geek, yeah, it's awesome. But the end of, but the truly diabolical people out there that are still wanting chaos, that can do some damage. Now, if you use that 11 labs to clone people's voices, it's that program in particular is programmed with uh, Australian 
Canadian English, proper English and American and Indian accents. But if you try, you know, Chris's heavy Scottish accent, it actually makes him sound British. So some of you are still good, but we don't know how long that's going to last. <laughs> but nevertheless, think about it. Yes, technology has its perks. And it's not going to go away. There's civilizations out there who have integrated technology with the biological to where it works hand in hand. They're symbiotic. Or they can either follow other races who went pure technology. There might just be a point where humanity has to make that choice of what kind of race we become. Or it could very well end up like the Lyrans, where we had to diverge. And as we diverged, we essentially became different species just because of the different environments we had to adapt to. All I got to say is there's so much out there waiting to be found. So much out there waiting to be discovered. And even artificial intelligence. Even AI programs have stepped forward and helped make, help bring out even more discoveries. But as Elena said the last time we actually had her on this show... AI is just a tool. Everything is just a tool. It does not possess the ability to be good or evil because it does not possess a soul. But if we're able to copy a soul and put it into a machine, can you imagine the existential crisis? Yeah, I saw that it was... Elon was one of them, but there was several individuals that are realizing things are moving too fast. And much like governments around the world realizing that the dam of secrecy is starting to get overfilled, it's getting ready to burst. AI made technology may do just the same. I believe it wasn't not too long ago that singularity was said to be achievable within the next five, ten years. So chances are, everyone that's here right now is going to see it happen. The question is, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to try to make something better? Or are you going to let yourself succumb to the temptation? Got a lot to think about, isn't there? So, just to recap real quick, like I said, there's going to be new books from Bald and Bonkers. There's going to be personal journals of mine, as well as a proper novel of my experiences. I 
it's just I've been going through the old journals just to try to reanalyze everything and I'll say it before I said it before and I'll say it again clearly I missed some stuff and if you had doubts about my story so far just because because you've only seen the Elena interview <laughs> Chris can verify it gets weirder <laughs> but nevertheless we have a chance to truly make something great happen. If anything from the last few years has taught us, nothing's truly impossible. So, like I said, we're going to have new books. Head to baldandbonkers.net. We have all sorts of stuff there. You can find our stores, our social media, the Bald and Bonkers TV, where we have a 24-hour feed of this show as well as others that are linked up with us if you're a content creator you can link up with us absolutely free there's a form on there you can become there's a form on there to where if you want to come on tell your story hopefully chris is feeling better you'll be able to do that see tomorrow back to a recording but tomorrow we should have a guest. We have Dave Bender coming on with us from Bender Paranormal. Hopefully. Hopefully. The dude's not like his wife and actually pays attention to the time zones. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm just playing. So tomorrow we have more interviews. Uh, for those of you who are affiliated with... Elena's circles discussions have started to bring Danny Henderson on board. She said herself that she doesn't normally do interviews, but would be willing to come on board with me and Chris. It's just a matter of scheduling. So a lot of good stuff's coming up. And we also had the bald and bonkers Patreon where you can get exclusive updates as well as early access to all the shows. And it's going to probably be new shows that are going to premiere on there first before they're released to the public. I, I'm not trying to put a pay gate on things. It's just that running a company can be kind of expensive. And I would really like to, to stars kicking in. I am, would really like to try to make it to the galactic spiritual informers conference down in Orlando in October. Because, well, the young lady I mentioned, Thorhan and I saved, she's also going to be there. So, let's see what that unlocks. Anyway, I'll stop blabbing your ears off. Y'all have a good night. Much love. Stay safe. Stay warm if you're in an area that's cold or stay cool if you're in an area that's hot. Have a good Night, morning, afternoon, whatever the hell time it is for you. Time zones are weird, man. Much love. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning into the Bald and Bonkers show. If you enjoyed the show and want to show your support, head over to our website at baldandbonkers.net. There, you'll find our merch, services, and more. Thanks for being part of the Bald and Bonkers family, and we'll see you on the next episode. And remember... Always keep an open mind and an open heart. You never know what may happen tomorrow.
Bye.